Looking for a way to make quick cash? Making cash with DoorDash is super easy, guys. I love driving around my town, and now I can do that and get paid. Not to mention the sign-up process was so easy. Download the DoorDash driver app today to get started. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms like Google, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, iHeart, and Amazon. Make sure you download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. We are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Liverpool Physical Therapy, Dave Choate Artwork, and our great, great friends over at Prestwood Golf. If you're in and around Central New York, listen, you got to go get your clubs re-gripped by my man Ed Patterson. I do it every year with Ed. And, by the way, he has access to new and used clubs from the top lines in golf. Ping, TaylorMade, Titleist, you name it. He can get them. Go see him. Court Street in Syracuse, in and around Central New York. And a lot of people travel from a, a deeper distance as well to get what they need and what they want. So go check them out. Presswick Golf, Court Street in Central New York. I am thrilled to chat some baseball again with Kevin Kernan. Let's bring in KK, the, of course, terrific Ball 9 contributor and columnist. And you can get him on Twitter uh, at AMBS underscore Kernan. That's at AMBS underscore Kernan. And of course, stands for America's most beloved sports writer. Kevin, welcome in, man. Here, pal. How are you? Uh, it's uh, super fun. Okay. The Yankees are just abysmal. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's embarrassing at this point. But, but let's be honest. I mean, if we, if we went back a few weeks on, 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 on the show... You know, this this was so predictable, right? Well, I've been saying, you know, I, I'm the, I, I call myself the uh, canary in the coal mine. I've been saying this for a, a while with the Yankees. You could see it coming. Last year was a joke. They, you know, they couldn't even you know take care of business in a in, in a half, you know, a third of a season. They think they're better than they are, and that's one of the worst things that can happen to a team. Yeah. Um, again, like I've been around the game a long time, and when a team thinks it is better than it is, and it shows, you know, Aaron Hicks thinks he's a freaking superstar. Oh, he stinks. Yeah. Stinks. And, uh, you know, they get sidetracked on issues that they, they they don't focus on their job. That's always, to me, the most important thing in any job. You know, you work, you work your tail off. I've worked my tail off. If you don't focus on your job and you bring all these other outside issues in, and, uh, again, I get the whole social justice thing, but you're, there, you're supposed to play baseball, all right? Play baseball, make your statements, you know, but, but play baseball. They don't even play baseball. Um, this is all on Brian Cashman. Aaron Boone I've completely given up on. You and I have talked about it before in the past. Aaron Boone is not a manager. He's a third-generation uh, baseball guy, but he doesn't use any of his third-generation baseball skills. He's basically uh, whatever, whatever the nerds tell him to do, he does. And I can also see this, and again, this is where I, you know, I, I, I have a lot of, um, you know, kind of I can see things happening before they happen. These players don't have any respect for Aaron Boone. I mean, they may like him as a nice guy, but they don't have any respect for his managerial skills. And Kevin Cash, you know, runs circles around him every, every time Tampa plays the Yankees, and that's one of the big problems as well. So the construction is wrong, the attitude is wrong, and, and they're living in a dream world. What, what more could go wrong for a team? Now, 
Now, because baseball is so bad, they may turn some things around and do okay. But when they face good teams, they got no shot. The, the Rays aren't even that good, and the Rays own them. And uh, so the Yankees, uh, I really think that the Yankees at this juncture where they are, we're not quite in the Horace Clark years yet, but we're getting to the point where the Yankees will be bad for a number of years because of what they've done to the team, how they run the team, how they don't care about baseball, how everything is, is you know, um, measured. It's very interesting. Like, I got to tell you this one, uh, and we can move on, but, but I was talking to a scout recently, and I asked him, what do you, you know, what did you see with the Yankees in spring training? Because I thought I saw what I saw, but I said, what did you see? Because, you know, they, they just measure everything. They don't teach anything. They they measure. That's all they do. They measure velocity. They measure power statistics. They measure power velocity from a pitcher. Uh, and then a, a, another scout had told uh, a friend of mine that he was in their minor league alternate site camp, and he said, it's even worse there. They have guys wearing vests, you know, these vests where you measure every little thing. Instead of working like how to turn a double play. So so this is what's wrong with the Yankees. Yankee fans can live in a dream world if they want, but this team is going to be bad. You know, when, when you look at the team, too, uh, it, it just seems to me that they don't have guys who, <clears throat> you know, want it and who are winners. I, I don't know if anybody reeks winning on that team and and also adding into that from an effort standpoint besides LeMahieu, Garrett Cole, and i got to be honest, maybe the backup catcher, maybe Kyle Higashioka. Maybe those are the only few guys, but but Kevin, I watch these guys, and, and I know that unfairly sometimes in, in Yankee world, everything goes back to the Tory era, everything gets compared to that. Okay, maybe it is unfair, but by the same token, that's what you do when you wear that uniform. You get compared to the greats of the greats from past years. You get compared and measured to guys who have already done it and, and won championships. Kevin, these guys don't look like they want it. They don't look like winners, and they certainly don't pick each other up when the times are bad. Well, that, it gets back to what I was saying about the attitude problem, the attitude adjustment that they need. They think they're better than they are, and once you have that thought process in baseball, you're screwed. Baseball is hard enough as it is. I would have one other name to that. Brett Gardner certainly uh, is the guy that, that wants it. The problem is he's at an age now where he can't deliver. Uh, you know, at best he's a utility player. And let's go back a little further because I think that's what you're saying is very perceptive. And I think, uh, you know, all you got to do is watch a Dodger Padres series to see the difference. And I'm not just talking about talent, but I'm talking about approach. Tim Frazier. Tim Frazier, Brian Cashman has been selling us a bag of goods on Clint Frazier for years now. You know, fastest swing, all that, all that crap. Blah, blah, blah. You know? Yep. Blah, blah, blah. He doesn't know how to play baseball. Nope. Which is unbelievable to me. You know, the, the throw he made on, on Sunday, deep fly ball to left field, runner from third is going to score easily, uh, runner on first is going to go to second, but you take a shot at the runner on second, you make a good solid throw, you probably hold him. Um, he, he airmails a ball between first, between, I'm sorry, between the pitcher's mound and home, so he doesn't know where he's throwing it. So what does that tell me? Then Jay Bruce speaks, speaks to him, and I think Jay Bruce is a guy who wants it too, but again, he's in the Gardner situation just too late. Um, so Jay Bruce has to sit down with him in the dugout. First of all, Aaron Boone should be in his face, but Aaron Boone doesn't have any any, any courage to manage a team. Um, and Jay Bruce, um, Jay Bruce is doing what he should be doing, 
But Jay Bruce, you know, that's the kind of conversation Clint Frazier should have had three, four, five, five years ago, yeah. six, seven years ago. Yeah. Uh, baseball 101, he doesn't, when, and you saw the triple uh, when he, um, uh, last week he also made a, you know, he didn't know where to throw the ball and he made three fake, you know, three uh, false throws before he threw the ball. What does that tell you, Mike? That tells you that's a guy who, before the ball's hit, never thinks, what am I going to do with the ball if it's hit here, there, wherever. So he doesn't even think about baseball. He's out in left field worrying about how his, uh, his, 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 uh, his do-rag is on his head is, or worrying about his sneakers. And, and, and he does have talent. I mean, I know the kid. I visited him in Georgia. He's a nice kid. I'm, I'm not ripping the kid, but I'm ripping his approach. And, um, and, and so he doesn't. So, but this is, this is my point. When you have nerds in charge that don't know baseball, and you set your baseball people that you do, they do have a lot of baseball people in that organization, but they push them aside for the nerds. So you get the nerds to, to read. Again, we get back to measurements. We read his swing. Oh, it's a great swing. It's a, you know, he's fastest hands ever, blah, blah, blah. They don't, but they don't see a hey, as the slowest approach to making a play because he, he, doesn't, he doesn't anticipate. So, so he's your savior. And then also, in, in defense of Frazier, they've done a bad job of developing him, bringing him along. With the, they yo-yoed him and stuff like that. Yep. He, this kid needed a stern talking to, and, uh, and I know he did get one a few years ago. But after you give him that stern talking to, because I was in the clubhouse then when they when they pulled him in, I remember seeing that. But he's he's gone backwards. So what do you do after you do a stern talking to? You, you know what you do? You send him to the freaking minors, and you know what? And then you figure it out. And if you can't figure it out, then you you trade him to another nerd team that loves his uh, his his, uh, his sweat, and you get rid of him. Same thing with Gary Sanchez. You keep you, you keep you keep pandering to the, and that's the word pandering to these players. They will take advantage of you. That's where the Yankees are right now. And the, with the Red Sox surprisingly getting off to a good start, but there's a difference. They have a manager. Alex Cora is a manager. Love him or hate him. Alex Cora knows how to manage. Alex Cora is that player you just said, that great player. Mm-hmm. So he's now that great manager. So there's light years ahead. I, I'm still uh, the book is still out. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of their GM. Anybody trade Mookie Betts, even if the owners force you to do it, uh, you got to get you got to get so much for him that you you don't even notice the trade. You can't trade Mookie Betts. So I'm not. But I do believe in Alex Cora, and I do believe he'll get the most of his players. And if they can find enough pitching, you know the Yankees could be in trouble because certainly, obviously, the Rays could finish ahead of them. And then uh, you know, and, and depending how the divisions go, you know, this is real, almost real baseball this year. And and uh, the wild card won't be given to you. That's that's the thing. I see the same approach this year with the Yankees as I saw last year, where hey, everybody's making the playoffs. You know, we're gonna, you know. And what does Aaron Judge always say? And I'm disappointed in Judge. I like Judge. Uh, we have a great relationship, but I'm disappointed in his approach too. It's all about you know, uh, which you know, we want to win the World Series. We do this. You know what? Win a freaking game first. Yep. And uh, so their their whole approach, and, and again, it gets back to Boone, and it gets back to Cashman, and it also gets back. You know the Yankee fans are entitled too. Yeah, that 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 that's who they are. They got the twenty second World Championships. But as I pointed out, in my recent column in Ball Nine, that was way ahead of the curve. Way ahead of the curve. You know, uh, the media's just starting to get on some of these things now. Stuff I've been writing about for months and weeks, and that only two weeks ago I wrote. But the the Yankees, you know, they just they just continue to be entitled. They have won. They have won as many World Series as the Marlins since two thousand three. How does that tell you that you're an entitled team? You know, they, they, 
you know, the, the, it's a long, long way away from uh, 98, 99, and 2000. But, uh, you know, the, the Yankees have uh, put themselves in this position. And at this stage, I'm almost thinking that the Yankees need a whole total, total overhaul. And that's on Hal Steinbrenner, who also has done a terrible job. No doubt. And it's amazing how just five years ago, I thought Cashman finally figured it out. I've been barking up this tree for a long time with Cashman. Again, I'm not saying, and you're not saying, nobody's saying, that you have to win it every single year. It's, it doesn't matter how much money you spend. It doesn't matter what sport it is. It doesn't matter what, 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 the, what the rules and regulations, cap, no cap, it doesn't matter. You can't win a championship every year. It's impossible. However, with the most resources and with uh, the talent and with the you know, international scouting and this and that... You know, you, you just you, you got to build yourself better. You got to build yourself and construct yourself to win when it matters the most. And they haven't done that. And here I am, five years, you know, five years ago, going, "Wow, you know, I can't stand Cashman, but man, maybe he figured it out. Maybe he he knows this team stinks. They're trading Chapman to get Glaber Torres. They're trading, you know, uh, 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 Andrew Miller for the big haul from Cleveland, including Frazier and Ben Heller and Sheffield and company." And then they go get John Carlos Stanton, and they keep building with right-handed power, and they still lack pitching, which then taxes the bullpen, and they still don't know how to play baseball. They're terrible defensively. They can't get two out hits. You know, I I thought he figured it out five years ago with that with those trades. I thought he was really rebuilding and really understood it, Kevin. And now, it, it he's just clueless. Well, another thing, and, and all those points are valid. And another thing is, and this is what I do when I write, this is why people get mad at me, especially when I write about that. Now, I will praise people when they deserve it, but if you don't deserve it, I'm not going to be one of these kiss-ass writers that, uh, you know, want to be your friend and uh, still need information from you so they'll, they'll, they'll treat you kindly. I'm going to write it like it is. If you don't want to give me information, if you don't want to call me, if you hate me, that's fine. Here's what I got for the Yankees, and this is one of the things I pointed out in my column as well. I beat them at their own game. I bring in their numbers. You know, it's not just about like you and I see the things that, that aren't happening that are kind of like the uh, on the outside parameters of the game, how to play the game, all the little things. But how about this? Their on base percentage is 642. That's a lot in baseball. 642. All these nerds that have been figuring things out for years, thinking they figure things out, have, have sent this, this franchise into a nosedive. 642 on base, they can't even get. They're last in runners uh, getting uh, uh, RBIs, which to me is still the sacred stat. You can run all your stats past me, Mike, that you want. I love batting average, all the nerds don't, and I love RBI. I, RBIs is a difference maker. RBIs, I go back to Frank Robinson. You know, guys like Frank Robinson knew how to drive and runs. No doubt. And, um, yeah. That's what the game's all about, driving and runs. Sure. Aaron Judge now is is, a, is lost at the plate. He's Stanton, a joke. You mentioned Stanton. Joke. Stanton. That might be, I would, I, right now, mate, this, this, this might be, Derek Jeter might have pulled off one of the greatest trades in the history of baseball. Yeah. Getting rid of that, 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 that guy. Because he, he, all you got to do is watch him. Look how he sets up. In He's horrible. He you, looks right when he you, walks to the, you're so right. Every time I see that, you, you just see him at the plate and you're like, this guy doesn't even look like a baseball player. Right. And, and in his defense, <laughs> I will say this. I will say this because, again, I go back to the point baseball is hard. He got beaten. Yep. He's not the same player since he got beaten. Yeah. You know, he's he's very defensive. He's why does he have a close stance? He has a close stance so he can get the hell out of where the ball doesn't have to be near the ball. Using his his son. so when you get a fastball on the outer half that's not too good, 
that's on a team. He'll hit in the right field, and everybody will get excited. You know, everybody will praise him. Meanwhile, in a big situation, you throw him one inside, and then you work my way, and he's dead beat. And uh, again, this is what the Yankees don't see. They just see, oh, you know, look at his exit velocity. If you turn on the Yankee game now, and I understand people have to do their jobs, and you and you work for somebody who's in, you know paying you, but I want to hear more than numbers about the Yankees now. I want to hear what's going on with this team. And that's the other thing, Michael. This is huge. This is huge. Media, BBWA writers are not allowed in the clubhouse anymore because of the COVID thing. And baseball has used that to their advantage to keep information out of the hands of the fans. The media, if I was in that clubhouse, if I was still working on a daily basis around the Yankees, and I was in that clubhouse, I guarantee you, I'd come out of there with people griping about how everything's being run. Because deep down, the players know this too. They're not idiots. They know what's wrong. And um, But because the media is, uh, you know, it's a Zoom world now, you know, so, so Cashman really thinks he can control everything. Um, and, and, and you know what? It's all blowing up in his face. And, um, you know, his right-hand man, Billy Epler, went to L.A. a number of years ago, the Angels. And everybody's saying how, you know, all the media was saying what a great move. Not me. Check back what I wrote. Yeah. Billy Epler was the guy who put the Yankees in, in in sleep costumes on planes. He actually had a sleep doctor put them in sleep costumes. I call them costumes. They was whatever they, they had a fancy name for. So they're worried about everything except baseball. And this is what you get. And, you know, it's a perfect storm. And the other thing, the Rays... The Rays figure out a way to beat it. I'll take Joey Wendell, and this is going to sound crazy, but I'll take Joey Wendell over almost any Yankee right now. Yep. This guy, it's, how about the at-bat he had against Cole? You know, and Cole is starting to press a little bit now, and he's into the sequencing because of the, we haven't gotten to him. But another problem, Cashman hires a high school pitching coach <laughs> because the number, guy's a numbers freak. And meanwhile, guys like, you know, uh, through the years, you know, Larry Rothschild is doing okay. Yeah, in, uh, there you in, go. Uh, San yep. Diego. Yep. You know, <laughs> Larry's a constant approach before, you know, they've, they've had good coaches through the years. Phil Plantier's a good coach. You know, um, I knew Phil as a player. Way back, Dave Island was a great coach. But see, the coaches, the coaches have been basically tossed aside and everything's done by the nerds. Uh, I don't know if I ever told you, but I was on the Yankee trip a number of years ago and I, I observe everything. That's that's what I'm good at. And I keep one that they're an assistant GM type nerd. You know, he might even have some really high, you know, title now. So I watch batting practice. I love batting practice. That was another thing that writers screwed up. When they stopped us from hanging around the batting cage, we lost so much information. Um, but anyway, so I watch batting practice. I pick things up from batting practice. So I'm on a trip. It's a West Coast trip. About the fourth day into the trip, you know, that, 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 that assistant GM is on the trip as acting as the GM uh, spy. And um, and I know he's doing batting practice. He always opens his computer, sits in the dugout, never watches batting practice. And now you're in charge of a team. You're on the road. You're there to kind of monitor things. And you're looking at your freaking computer. So I walked up to him one day because I don't, like I said, I don't care. Probably, probably why I'm not working now, but, you know, anymore because, you know, people, people don't like that. But I said, I went up to him. I said, hey, uh, I'm just curious. Do you ever watch batting practice? And, of course, he gave me some, he was like, you know, I couldn't believe I asked the question because nobody would ask something like that. They all treat him with kid gloves. 
and he, you know, stammered something out. I said, okay, I just wanted to see, because, you know, batting practice is part of baseball, so maybe you should watch batting practice. So, so again, this is, this is not an overnight thing. This has been coming for years and years and years. And what's the correlation? The correlation is the more power Brian Cashman got, the less he relied on his baseball people. If Brian had stayed with his baseball people, he would have been fine, because yeah. there are things that Brian does very well. You know, and, and but he gave too much power to the nerds. He became a nerd, and this is what you get. So we're here at Marshall's with Liz for some holiday shopping. She's really nailing it this year, isn't she? Oh, yep. She's got a record player for Amy. A gorgeous cozy sweater for Jason. And some hot pink fluffy slippers for her sister. The perfect gift. Wait a sec. <gasps> She's getting a pair for herself. Well, with prices this good, it would be rude not to. You know what? She totally deserves it. Oh, totally. Happy holidays, everyone. See you at Marshall's. Fabulous brands. Feel good prices at Marshall's. Marshalls. Ever wish for fuller lips? With Juvederm Lip Fillers, a licensed specialist can help you get the customized look you've been wanting. Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC can give your lips that boost of volume you've been wanting. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Kevin Kernan, the fantastic writer for Ball9. Make sure you check him out at Ball9.com and on Twitter at AMBS underscore Kernan, the uh, terrific writer and uh, America's most beloved sports writer. And you bring up Stanton with with how clueless he is. And it's funny because the Yankees, it seems like the Yankees are the only ones, KK, who who see like what, what no one else sees. You know, it, I mean, they live in like such a pretend world. How could you have ever... Ever predicted that Stanton would work in New York? He never played meaningful games in Miami. He hit bombs out in that baseball aquarium. The guy had gotten beaned again. In his defense, that's a horrendous thing. He tried to come, he was trying to come back from. It. I get it, but but that goes into the equation when you're actually trading for someone like that. You have to think about those things. And you know, the guy isn't great in the field. I mean. And he's $30 million a year. I mean, it's just an albatross contract to add which you didn't need when you were actually surprising people and you were fun and you were getting young again. Same thing with, like, Aaron Hicks. It, under under what what real world is, is a seven-year deal for his skill set? It doesn't make any sense, but yet the Yankees do these things. They're the only ones doing these things, Kevin. Yeah, that's, that's, such, a, that's such a good point by you, and... Um... And it's it's very insightful, and I, I can give you the reason why. Because Cashman, I believe, is very jealous of Billy Bean has been forever, and he wanted to prove that he can do this uh, on different levels with with, with with numbers as well as you know talent. So the money thing with with Stanton, that that to me when that happened, I was like, plus Mike, he always gets hurt because he can't always hurt. Yes. Yeah, he's always hurt because he's, uh, you know, he's just, he's 
he, I, to his credit, I will say this: this year he did. He seemed to change his off-season program where he's a little bit more flexible now, mm-hmm. which I've been telling him. And I had conversations with these guys, and Judge, too, years ago, conversations with these guys. Why, you're already, why do you need that super snap swing that Judge has? When he, if he just would make contact, the ball would go all over the field. When Dave Whitfield talked about hitting way back when, that's what he was doing. Yeah. But now he's locked into that approach where he can't, he can't hit anything below his waist, essentially. And I think I said it on your show last time. Watch how they start work, working Judge below the waist. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's exactly what's happening. And here's the other thing that drives me nuts about the Yankees. When they do stumble into a good player, they keep him on the bench and or ruin his career instead of playing him because they don't want anybody else to get him and he doesn't fit into their their, their situation because how they are financially. Yep. And Mike Talk- Talkman is that kind of – Mike Talkman, I know this sounds crazy, but Mike Talkman is a, is a great player for a team. He's one of those guys – he, he stirs it up a little bit in the clubhouse. He's a, he's a gamer. He's grit. And he's a good player. But I saw him play. The last time he started a game, he was terrible because he hasn't played in so long. He took bad routes to the ball. He's probably trying to do too much. So even if, when they stumble into a good trade, they don't know how to get the most out of it. So um, in some ways, and here's the, here's the, we didn't even get the most important thing, Mike, and I apologize for not getting to this. Can you imagine? And it's starting to happen. New York is is becoming a Mets town. Yep. The, you know, yep. The, the, the tall, the, the, for whom the bell tolls, you know, uh, Hemingway is right around the corner for the uh, Yankees because once, the, once, the, once New York becomes a Mets town, and they're not going to relinquish it because, uh, you know, I've had my issues with Sandy, Sandy Alderson, but deep down, he, he, he's tried to change a little bit and he's gone from numbers to kind of gut feel and he's made some good moves and, um, uh, it was a terrible hire of GM, by the way. You know, I, I said it at the time, um, I didn't like that guy. And why are you hiring these people from organizations that keep losing? You know, uh, you know, they, they may win a World Series, but then they go down. You know, look at the Cubs now. Look at what's going on with the Cubs. And that team is is is, is, is in the same boat as the Yankees, but only in, in a different way. So, so when they get a good player, they can't they can't they can't play him. They lock themselves in the, in the guys like Stanton. And I thought. The trade was made for Stanton because I think they were trying to outthink everybody and say, "Yeah, everybody thinks Stanton will work won't work in New York, but we got some we got some uh, analytic keys here that are going to open up the game for him, and he's going to be super successful here. And we don't need left-handed hitters. He'll be like our left-handed power hitter getting into the right field seats. <laughs> with him and Judge back to back, we have the twin towers. Much like when I covered the uh, Knicks and the head Cartwright and Ewing, that didn't work out too well either. So, so they they were thinking all this stuff. They, they, they're trying, in a sentence, they're trying to be too smart. They're too smart for their own good, and in the reality, is they're dumb. And it was hilarious inside that talk as well. Hey, the, yeah, you had to you had to get rid of Castro because you had to make room for Torres. Now he doesn't even play short. He doesn't even play second. They had they wanted oh to make God. room for Glaber Torres, so they traded Castro in that deal. Kevin, and they don't even have, they have Glaber Torres at shortstop, and he's not a real shortstop. It's unbelievable. They are, they live in such an upside down cartoon land. It is unbelievable. So, leave well, me. that's what happens. That's yeah. what happens when you, when, when, when you, when you think analytically instead of baseball. Sure. I went to, when Glaber was on the way up, I went down to Trenton, because, you know, the post would send me down, do great jobs, sending me places. And I went down to, and, I watched him take infield before the game, and I I, I was there with my uh, my brother-in-law, and uh, he was at the game that day. 
And I said, this guy's not a shortstop. He's a, he's a second baseman, <laughs> maybe a third baseman. But I saw it in 12 seconds. Yeah, you know, right. the Yankees, though, they, they want to, again, it gets back to their arrogance. Arrogance is the word. Their arrogance that they know more than you, and they're, and they're going to make Glaber into a shortstop. And, by the way, much like Frazier, Glaber was a great talent and still has talent, but they've earned him. Look at his swing. Yep. He's, he's done that, that swing that they're, they're, they're forcing on players. And he, he drops his shoulder every time. I mean, he's no longer the threat. He was a he was a hit to all field threat, and now yeah. now he's a, you know now he's just a one uh, one trick pony. So it happens time and again, and we can go almost down the whole roster and just because uh, we didn't get to either the fact that what did I advocate this year? I advocated to really put the hammer down. The Yankees needed to sign Trevor Bauer. You sign Trevor Bauer, you can pay him. You're the Yankees. I don't care how much money you lost. You've been making money since 1927. So, so shut up, you know. And uh, you know, so so you can pay. And I here's the reason why I wanted to sign Trevor Bauer. Not only was Trevor Bauer, he's, he's a great pitcher, but he's an instigator. He would piss off Garrett Cole to no end and make Cole better. He would get under his skin, and then you would have Cole and Bauer back to back. Instead, we got Cole trying to, you know, save a sinking ship, and then we go to Corey Kluber. Are you kidding me? Corey Kluber is the kind of guy you bring in if you uh, if you're looking for somebody to fill the fifth hole. Good good pitcher in the past, all kinds of arm problems. Maybe he can get it done to be a bit. Or maybe, hey, how about this? Maybe if you're insightful enough, the guy that I've been saying he's going to be great once he got out of the Mets was Steven Matt. Look what he's doing. So they don't have any vision. Yankees have no vision. They just have numbers. They're so clueless. So so it leads me to this question. I mean, we've established that Boone is useless, that Cashman is useless, but there's another spot that's above Brian Cashman, and that is the owner of the team. A guy who's, you know, grew up watching his father take no, you know, wouldn't take anything besides winning for an answer. Uh, sometimes it got him in trouble, but... He, he cared. He put his money where his mouth was. He admitted to the year, you know, look, when the baseball people ran the Yankees, it was better than George running the Yankees. We all know that. But by the same token, George did do some things, some great things, especially, you know, going back to the 70s and bringing in Reggie and he was a chance taker and all these different things. What needs to, to happen? I guess it's a two-parter. What needs to happen? How drastic... It is the measure in order for 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 a, a wake up call? I did some videos last night. Just the Yankees need just need a ma- major wake up call. What needs to happen for that wake up call to happen? And and if it were to happen, do, do you think Hal will actually like finally wake up and go, wow, you know, I I need to get more involved here now. I got I got to take the bull by the horns here. I mean, what 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 gives with the, with this? I think if Hank were still alive, that would happen. Okay. Because Hank was Hank was still the big brother, and yeah. I had a good relationship with Hank. And Hank had his social. Uh, he has he had some awkward social moments. He, you know, just again, I'm not getting too heavy psychologically into these guys, but a lot of this is how George was, and these is how the kids turned out. You know, Hank was very much like George, but was socially awkward and could not really cannot really be in the number one seat, as we learned. How took the number one seat, but Hal is too much, Hal is a smart guy, pilot, he's a numbers guy, yeah. Cashman has played him like a fiddle, and um, so Cashman's his guy, he's all in on Cashman, 
So I, I don't think there's any hope for Howell, to be honest with you, because wow. uh, I don't think he has the, I don't think he has that side that his brother has, with, which would have gotten rid of Cashman. I think Howell's just going to go along, plug along, do whatever Cashman says, and hopefully it turns around. And, and even if it does turn around, and I want to make this clear, it's a false spread. It's not a real thing. They may, you know, they may have some success, but this is there's no long term success when you look at this team in, in, in the future, especially with the other teams catching up the way they're doing certain things. And God, you know, like I said, if God forbid the Red Sox turn it around again, then the Yankees, you know, where we are. So I don't think how I don't think how is tough enough to run the team the way it should be run to have that conversation with Cashman, like, hey, uh, and, and just small little examples. Hey, why did we get rid of our pitching coordinators? three years ago or two years ago, you know, one, one guy's in Georgia <laughs> mm-hmm. now. Because these guys saw the future. Yep. They saw that it was all numbers and they were getting pushed out, so they got the hell out. Why, hey, uh, Cash, why did we do that? Uh, Cash, why did we sign Stamp? Cash, why, you know, oh, what, what did you see in Frazier? How come he doesn't have any baseball IQ? Uh, if, you know, if I were Hal, Hal Steinmer, those are the questions I would be asking. And I would say, you know, you better go back to the way you used to do it when you had strong baseball people around you. And if you can't do that, then you're out. But there's no chance of that happening. Final final thing here. Um, I'll just give you the floor for a couple minutes on on Major League Baseball. You know, go, go around here where what, I don't know, 15 or so games, 16 games, 11, 14, depending on on the team, you know, around, around that, you know, Dodgers are obviously unbelievable. I mean, what a, what a freaking juggernaut at 13 and three, uh, but go around baseball, ho- however you want here. You know, what you've seen, Okunia is a monster. Uh, the Mariners are in first. I'm sure they'll die away. Uh, we got the Royals in first. We got some interesting stories in, in the national league. You mentioned Padres Dodgers, uh, a lot of mediocrity kind of in between as well here. KK. Yeah, they try to kill baseball every year, and nobody tries to kill it more than Rob Manfred. You know, what he's done is, is, is abysmal. But the game is still so great that you're going to be excited about it. If you're a Padre fan, and I spent 10 years in San Diego, they're the greatest fans in baseball, in my mind, because they're really behind their team. And now they got something going with the Dodgers. And if you watch any of that series, it's a fun series, it'll be another weekend. Those are the things that they should celebrate. Baseball doesn't. Baseball didn't even have the common sense to put a mind on Sunday Night Baseball. Right? I know. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Instead, we get the break. Oh, you know, my God. The Cubs, the Killing Cubs, the Cubs. Like, you know, yeah. Oh, my God. Why, why do we even got to see the what Cubs? What a disaster. You know, yeah, I don't want to say anything about the Cubs right now. So, the problem with baseball is they're ruining baseball across the board. You see what they've done to the minor leagues. By the way, oh, yeah. I hope anybody, anyone who listens reads my latest piece that I did on the Pacific Coast. Please State. read that uh, piece. I read it last Ted night. Williams. Oh, yeah, spectacular! It's an amazing and again, I'm not, I'm not afraid to call it out, or good or bad. And this, it's just a special piece. It took a lot of work. Yeah, you know, I've had a long relationship with the guy I interviewed, and um, it was you know, so was good, great. Kevin. I enjoyed it yeah. so much. Yeah, the problem is when you write something like that, they want something like that every week on Sundays, <laughs> and you can't, you can't turn it out. But it's, a, it's a good one. Any baseball fan would love it. So that's where we are with baseball. The Braves, Acuna was my National League MVP pick. Me too. Obvious reasons. Yep. He's, he's a monster. He's a monster. Um, the Braves, the Braves has, the Braves have issues. I think the, the Mets, and I wrote about this early in the year, that the Mets could be the salvation of baseball. And I think in some ways they're going to, they're going to pick up the slack for the Yankees. DeGrom, what we're seeing in DeGrom is, is the classic example of a talented baseball player 
taking advantage of all the stupid things that baseball does. Yep. And and he's been doing it now for three or four years. And and he also has different. I, I, can't, I don't want to go into great detail, but he has a different workout than most pitchers. He does things differently, and and um, it works. You know, if I was a pitcher, I'd be calling Jake, and, and I'd be following his his thing because that's why he's added velocity. It's got nothing to. He's added command. It's not about adding velocity. It's about adding command. And he's so rhythmically perfect that he's going to get that velocity. So my point is there's a lot of great things about baseball. Mookie Betts, the way he plays the game. I said it last year, dumbest trade, dumbest trade ever since papers. And, um, you know, it, it, just imagine, Mike, imagine if the, if the Red Sox were really serious and kept Mookie Betts. We wouldn't hear from the Yankees again ever again. They'd be gone. You know, see Yankees, you know, for 10 years in a row, that would be for the Red. They'd be the Dodgers. So there's a lot of great things happening in the game, despite them trying to kill it. Uh, I want to see the Royals. I'm glad you brought up the Royals. They're not a sexy team, but, but their GM knows what he's doing. They still have plenty of scouts. They do some baseball things, and uh, they got a chance. They got a chance. They got some young talent coming, and uh, you got, you got uh, Bobby Wood Jr., too, who's going to be a superstar in this league. So it, I think there's still going to be enough things to love about baseball, and there's going to be plenty of things to hate. The strikeouts are off the charts. You're going to see more no-hitters. Two no-hitters already because you have, you have a team being no-hit, losing 8 nothing in the 7th, 8th, ninth inning, swinging from their ass. Are you kidding me? Yep. Just make contact, break up the no-hitter. But that's what we got. These, these kids, some, a, a friend of mine made a very astute uh, observation, and, and I, I'm taking another step. The managers have basically been turned into uh, just uh, paper boys. They yes, the paper. Yep. You know, and now they're doing the same thing to the players. See, this is, and this is. I want to be very careful here, but I want to really make it clear what's going on. This is a power grab. This is nothing else. This is a power grab by the nerds. This is much like, without getting political, there's a similar to some things happening in the country. The nerds are just grabbing more and more power. And so what have they done? They've taken the power out of the manager's hands. The managers used to be everything in baseball, you know, and, um, and and now they're nothing. They're just, they're just you know, they're toll takers, they, they, you know. And uh, so they're a joke. Now they're doing it to the players. The game is still the players. Now, you can't do it to all the players because I like Mookie Betts and all those things. They, they'll play the game their way. And um, and Bauer, as much as Bauer's a nerd, He's, a, he's a, what I call a sophisticated nerd. He'll beat you at your own game. He reads swings, just like DeGrom. And um, and he reads swings. He takes advantage of that. So so now they're trying to take – they're trying to – and they've done a good job of it, baseball. The nurse have done a good job of destroying the hitters by selling this, this, this uh, launch angle swing, which is all about what? It's all about hitting the ball out of the ballpark and who cares if they ship. So in, in essence – they created the shifts, and they made their shifts work in their minds. Although, if you look at it carefully, the shifts don't work. They lose so many games because of the shifts. Um, they, 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 but they had these guys swinging and pulling the ball. Instead of letting these players being creative and think for themselves and say, oh, I'm just going to take a single to the left field. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Before you know, we have a five-run aim. And, be, and also, nobody plays defense for the most part anymore. They'll be throwing a ball all over the place. So, they... They've, uh, they've destroyed the managers. Now they're trying to destroy the individual players from thinking about the game. They want to make it all robots, just like the, they've destroyed the umpires, too. So that's, yeah, I think you're following what I'm saying here. They keep destroying different parts of the game so they can, the nodes can be in charge. And, 
and writers can write about what a great, smart assistant GM this guy is, you know, and in reality, he's just destroying the game. So that's where baseball is ultimately headed. I think it's up to the players to fight back, and and uh, and to fight back, they have to be creative. They have to beat the shift on their own. If they don't have enough guts to do that, then we're going to continue to get bad rules like the 61 feet, 6 inches, which would be a Pandora's box because pitchers will lose control even more so. There'll be more walks. The game will be slower. And the smart pitchers like a DeGrom will just, you know, work on his changeup. So now he's got another foot to have the changeup break, you know. So, so baseball is at a crossroads. Where it goes from here, it's still a great game. I still love it. Uh, but if they don't clean it up a little bit, it's in big trouble. Yeah, and I remember the last uh, How to Fix the Yankees piece I wrote. I uh, I said I wanted to, to you know, how do you fix them? Well, you could start with firing Cashman and Boone. You bring in Dayton Moore. You bring in Alex Cora. Those are my two guys that I, I, I would that I would have brought in. And and uh, yeah. you know, and, and on a on a State of the Union baseball uh, uh, mark here too, I want to bring this up. The Dodgers currently, as we record this, have a plus thirty eight run differential. I mean, wow, Kevin Kernan, Ball Nine, unbelievable to have you back at AMBS underscore Kernan, Ball Nine dot com. Go check out. The PCL piece and everything else that uh, Kevin and the and the guys are doing, uh, just an unbelievable website, great platform for all baseball fans. Kevin, you're the best. Thank you so much, sir. Great, Mike. And next time you have me on, I'll explain to you why the Dodgers are so good in the batter's box. The ML Sports Platter. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review where you get your podcast. We are brought to you by Bryant and Stratton College for every and in life. Two and four-year degrees are starting Right away, Bryant and Stratton College, the official college of the ML Sports Platter. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Ken's Auto Detailing and Matt Graham, your State Farm agent. Get a free rate quote today and find out what the rate drop is all about at State Farm. SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. You can get a quote if you live in New York State, anywhere. So go find Matt Graham at SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. Also, thanks to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the podcast and Camillus Golf Club. Kevin Kernan from Ball Nine, he's spectacular. I'm Mike Lindsley at Mike L Sports on Twitter. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. No one tries to be unsafe online, but during the holidays, when you give up info and privacy, you may give up safety too. Accept cookies to get holiday cookies? Ho, okay. Norton 360 with LifeLock helps keep your digital world merry and bright with device security, a VPN for privacy, identity theft protection, and more. No one can prevent all identity theft, but everyone can opt in to cyber safety. Visit norton.com news and save 25% or more off your first year of Norton 360 with LifeLock. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, and at your own pace. Learn the art of filmmaking with Spike Lee or how to bring your creative vision to life with Issa Rae. Try songwriting with Alicia Keys and cooking with Gordon Ramsay. The possibilities are endless. With over 100 world-class instructors ready to teach you, that thing you always wanted to do is closer than you think. Get 15% off your annual membership today at masterclass.com save. That's masterclass.com save. Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.